0: My idea is to spend all my money in my lifetime and I might well go broke. I built my wealth building businesses that were profitable. Do you like to start a business of your own? I'll you. give you a little bit of money to help you a little
1: bit. I'm gonna give you 100 pounds. Do you think like a world where everyone starts their own business is a place you'd
0: like to live? A nine to five is what some people want. I'm, I'm gonna disagree. Human beings are so incredible, we are underutilizing ourselves. Generally, university is a big waste of time. It's someone that was homeless, that was kicked out of home at 15 years old, that did leave school with near zero ability to read, mm. and have no money, have no wet work, and I've become a multi-millionaire. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Strike It Big
1: podcast. Today, we're joined with Simon Squibb, the self-made millionaire who's given it all away with his new movement, Give without take. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting.
0: You've got a few more plaques on the wall since I was last here. Congratulations. So you've been having like this
1: awesome blow up on social media recently. And it all kind of started with uh, a woman called Andrea. I was wondering if you could share that story because it's very heartwarming.
0: Yeah, well, it's been amazing. Um, In the last four weeks, uh, we had over 100 million views on our content. And I think um, for the last two and a half years, I've been building up a whole platform around like How can we help people Mm. for free? But we've got involved accidentally in quite a lot of controversial things. um, And that was not my intention, Mm. but uh, we're helping the homeless. We're helping ex-convicts. Um, a lot of people that are downtrodden in society who just are caught in a system that doesn't allow them to have a good life mm. um, the Andrea uh, lady you just mentioned who's now become a friend of mine she um, is homeless and you know the whole system that we hear about you know no bank account no mm. address you know that even there's an advert running by the bank for this it's not true they have not solved this problem people don't have an address they mm-hmm. can't get a bank account they don't have a bank account they can't get a job Of course more deeply, If you don't have a home, Mm. you don't have the ability to keep yourself clean easily. Mm. You can't go to work. You 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 smell because you don't have the facilities to keep yourself maintained. And so Andrea was just one person who uh, we felt we could help. And it's been an incredible journey. And and very simply for your audience to hear the the whole story is quite a long one, but in a very short, uh, brief moment, explain what happened. I met Andrea, she told us her story. I asked her if it was okay to record her story and Mm. share it. I put it up on social media. And and
1: and this was on the street, right? Mm. So you approached her randomly. Yes. um, In London. Yeah,
0: in In London, London. yeah. So I I just walked... Initially, I walked by her Mm. and I was homeless myself. Mm. And I remember that feeling where people just ignore you Mm. and make an assumption about Mm. who you are and why you're Mm. there. So I actually walked to get some ice cream for myself. And when I was waiting at the counter, I thought I should just go back and give her some ice cream and see how she's doing. So I bought some ice cream for her too, went back and sat down with her. And I just said, look... Can I, can I record your story? You know, people want to, I, I want to know why you're here. I'm mm. sure other people do. They're walking by you like you don't exist. Let's give you a, a voice. Mm. So let's tell your story. And she told her story and it, it, it made me cry, you know, like we make an assumption why people are in the street. Yes. And, and quite often that assumption is wrong. And, uh, and, and so her telling her story, I put it up on social media and millions and millions of people uh, reacted to it. And, what and and was that all positive or no. were there some negative responses? And a a if lot there of was, negative as well. Okay, would yeah. you and, mind sharing and, and some of that? In fact, those? There's, a, there's a very long story, yeah. and I've had a bit of a roller coaster ride mm. myself in Andrea's story. Mm. And it, it, initially, uh, what I always try to focus on is the positive. Mm. There's someone there. That needed some help, mm. and we helped her. Initially, I gave her some money that day to get mm. some accommodation. So, straight away, she's off the street. And then she told me when I was talking to her that she dreamed of having her own crafts business. Mm. And it clicked in my head that actually for some homeless folks who can't get a job and some of them don't want to get a job it's very hard to Mm. conform to the nine to five system as Mm. we know very well listeners will know and so uh but what if we could give someone like andrea the ability to create a business of her own so the day i met her um, i initially just listened to her story because a problem shared is a problem halved and and then i put that story up on social media the majority of the comments were very positive people saying andrea can come and stay Mm. with me Andrea, I, um, I would buy her crafts. Mm. Andrea, um, let me come over later mm. today and give you some food. And it was incredible to see the, my community stepping up and saying, how can we help? So it wasn't just me helping her that day yeah. with mm-hmm. someone to listen to her story and giving her a bit of money. You know, I gave her a fish that day. You know mm-hmm. the analogy. You really want to give someone yeah. a fishing rod, however. Yeah. So <laughs> I went back actually a few days later. And sadly, she was back in the street. The money I'd given her had run out. And I said to her you're not going to believe this, but over 10 million people have now heard your story and want to help. And I Mm. want to show you the comments, all the people that want to help. And I did avoid the negative comments and there Mm. were some, we can talk about that um, and why people do that and what that is about. But most of the comments were positive and I showed her. It must have been very hard for her to quantify
1: exactly how many people were commenting. Because even when we get the comments, it's hard to put it
0: into like, that's an actual person. That's an actual person commenting. Mm. And I think what kind of blew my mind about, talking to Andrea and a lot of people might not realize this Mm. is that Andrea like a lot of homeless people isn't even on TikTok isn't even on Mm. Instagram isn't even on YouTube Mm. she it turned out when I went back to see her again uh, that she has a phone but it is analog Mm. and for a homeless person to get a phone which I said I'm going to buy you a phone is what Mm. I said to her next I'm going to buy you a phone so you can use TikTok and you can connect to all these people in the comments that want to help you right I'm going to I'm going to have to buy you a phone because it turned out her phone wasn't compatible mm. with using apps. It's an yeah. analogue phone. So we walked across the street to Vodafone to buy a phone, Ooh. and it turns out there are no phones you can buy that are the smartphone technology that you can get not on contract. So in other words, because mm. she doesn't have an address, she can't get a phone. It's
1: something you just wouldn't even think about. It's another it? hurdle, isn't it? Mm. Everything's well, it's a another, hurdle for exactly. these people.
0: It's another hurdle, and it's another thing that I think people don't realise. I mean, we take social media, anyone listening to this podcast right now mm. probably takes social media mm. for granted, probably takes the internet,
2: yeah granted it's there it's, it's on their there phone. it's what you've got you yep. don't
0: realize that the, the uh, power of what you've got in your hand so we decided and talia who's in the audience here listening today um went and found one place in the whole of england that sells a phone not on contract a big shout out to argus they're not a sponsor <laughs> but it's the only place that would sell a smartphone that wasn't on contract so we bought that phone for her and we gave her the phone and we trained her on how tiktok works and then we uploaded that Andrea is now on TikTok. And in 36 mm. hours, 110,000 people <laughs> That's followed her. It took me a year of non-stop posting every mm. single day to get mm. over 100,000 on TikTok. And in 36 hours, she had this enormous following. And what was really heartwarming for me and what kind of I think now has created some sort of interesting momentum is she was able to talk to that community every day. And share what being homeless is like. Yeah. But then that community stepped up and started gifting her. So you can make money on TikTok quite a few ways, but mm. one of them is people like what you've got to say, they can gift you. They started gifting her and she started earning thirty to forty pounds a day on TikTok. Yeah. And then That's she crazy. set up a GoFundMe page. Which now has over three thousand pounds in it. So suddenly she's got a community behind her that all support her and encourage her. She's she's she created this hashtag, which I love, which is a homeless influencer. Mm. So she's <laughs> very good. Yeah, this is it? her idea. And and I think it's kind of interesting for what when I watch things like Andrea's TikToks, what I feel like is that a homelessness has a voice. And you can see, so she laughs, she has fun, mm. she enjoys her day. It's not all misery sometimes which we perceive as homelessness mm. and at some weird twist when i was homeless i wasn't miserable mm. you know something mm. about having nothing that's quite freeing and so by watching andrea that i actually sometimes feel uplifted by her content now mm. equally some days she has down days but don't we all mm. Mm. And so what's her position now so she's now got accommodation good and uh, she's starting her crafts business um but it's not an easy road i don't want to no. make it out that you know I meet her and now she's got a business. It's a lot of emotional baggage. Everyone's got it in life. Yeah. Andrea has it too. And you can have a million
2: people promise to buy something off you and only maybe one does. It's not a given, is it? Exactly,
0: so. yeah. Well, we've got 56, 57, I just checked this morning, 57 clients confirmed for Andrea who okay. want to buy her crafts. So, she's so, so what there. actually does she make for her so crafts? So, she makes cards, right, basically, okay. and, and designs them so yeah. people can um, get like, them personalized yeah, okay. as well. Um, and I think something really important about this. First of all, um, the big issue is about to do a story on this. I don't know when the podcast comes out, but um, my, maybe the story is already out. But from the big issue, by the time this comes out, but but she—if um, it is—we'll flash it on the screen. If yeah. it's not, perfect. Um, you yeah. can Google it. Yeah, you yeah. can Google it. Yeah, but I, I'm—I think we accidentally uncovered a way to help a lot of homeless folks because a lot of homeless people just don't have the tools to get out of the system they're stuck in, mm. and by buying a phone and sorting out a little bit of accommodation, we've given Andrea a fishing rod. Mm. So now she has the ability, Mm. yes, to to go on live and get income from TikTok as Mm. gifts, but then move towards like, she's now got product to sell on TikTok and making income. Mm. And she's so smart. She just started her own YouTube channel. And of course started pushing some of her traffic she gets from TikTok Mm. to a YouTube channel. So there's almost a way to make an income there that isn't someone giving her a job. And ironically, she can hold that phone. The phone's not asking for her address she doesn't need an address to operate that business. Mm. So um, we're just trying to get the money out of the bank account right now for her Mm. GoFundMe account. And ironically, (laughs) she needs a bank account, which we're now trying to sort out Mm. uh, in partnership with GoFundMe. But it is uh, a revelation to me And now I'm on a mission to give everybody who wants one who's homeless a phone Mm. and hopefully eventually get partners on this so that people can take control of their own lives. Because we know now if you have a phone in your hand, you can make a living. You've got power, haven't you? Exactly. And you give control to the person who right now, who's homeless, doesn't Mm. have control because they're told... You have to get a job and if they haven't got an address, they can't get a job and sometimes they're not motivated to get a job mm. so not everyone will want to go on social media and make a living but i guarantee you out of the two hundred and fifty thousand registered homeless just in the uk there'll be a large proportion on there if you give them this tool will be able to get themselves an income and be free so what i was going to say is um out of all the people that you've
1: helped what's the percentage of them that actually do go fishing rather than just stop take the money and then move on and keep doing what they're doing so
0: um, bef- okay, in short, I don't know. Yeah. It's early days. Okay. So uh, I I have helped people out in many different ways, mm. and and sometimes people ask me and say, "How many people have you helped?" Well, in two and a half years, I can say I've helped about ten thousand people. Now, uh, you can take a horse to water, but yeah. you cannot make it drink. It'd be hard to track all of their progress. Exactly, You'd be but, doing but we it every are. Day. But we are tracking right now. Yeah. Um, since we started the Give Without Take movement, yeah. we are. We've recorded giving 50 people money and help and we Mm. are documenting their journeys and some people their journey is quite short they Mm. say i can't do it through fear i'm not doing it right Mm. now Mm. i had this with someone recently who actually wanted to give me the money back Really? And give it to someone who will start, Mm. which is admirable and Mm. I respect it and that's fine. But there's some people that are really going for it. Mm. I think fear is
2: the biggest barrier to going into business with yourself, isn't it? And uh, I'm sure you face that at times.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I'm really liking about the give about take movement is there's no judgment on people. This is very important, Mm. like Andrea Mm. included. So during the Andrea process, someone popped into my comment saying, Andrea's conning you all. Yeah, I saw you made a video about this. Yeah, Yeah. she's got accommodation. Mm. It's all a lie. Mm. And initially, weirdly, um, I felt like, whoa, have I been tricked? Mm. Has Andrea tricked me? As if that was somehow, whoa, it's all about me, isn't it? It's all about Simon Squibbs Mm. being tricked. And then I thought, the purpose of this is to help people without judgment. Mm-hmm. Even if it's true, let's say it's true, she's got accommodation, then great, she's got accommodation. All we can do in life is take someone at face value, and if they say they need help and you can provide that help, let's do it. Mm. And that's kind of what give without take means to me. You know, the societal system we're presently structured around is give and take. So that's what we're told is a good way to operate. You give me something, I'll give you something. Mm. But I have personally experienced a lot of pain under that model. So I will help someone Mm. and then they don't pay me back the money and I feel aggrieved. Mm. Or I help someone, they don't give me the respect I feel I deserve and I feel aggrieved. I have a Mm. lot of pain in my life because of that attitude. I think the better attitude is to say, I'm going to help someone and yes, if they've lied to me, that's okay. Okay. You know, if they want to go spend the money I've just given them on a party tonight instead of starting a business, that's okay. So you're
1: just banking on the majority of people will do the right thing with the money and seeing that positive side rather than the negative. i have
0: tried to go even one step further than that and say, I'm not going to judge them. Whatever they do with that money is right for them. Right. So I, most of the time I give money to people that I feel have a dream mm. and they want to make that dream happen. But the money is just symbolism. So, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, are you trying to be the Mr. Beast of the UK? And I'm <laughs> that "That's like, one of my questions. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, which which the I, financial would be a Mr. Huge, Beast yeah. would be a huge compliment. Yeah. But I feel like it's not about the amount of money. Sometimes it is just about believing in people. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, you two, you, you know, you're a your great family. Your dad believes in you mm-hmm. and you believe in your dad. That's why we're here. Yeah. And so sometimes we get that free family and sometimes we don't. I didn't get it through my family, but I feel like in life, if we can just help a stranger today, Mm. believe in themselves, if they've got a dream and most people have, I've actually asked over a thousand people right now on the street, have you got a dream? No one's ever said they don't have a dream
2: and right. also i'd say it's, it's easier to give than it is to lend because when you yes. give there's nothing expected in return when you lend you've got to trace it look at it follow it why aren't i getting paid back right. what a pain yeah. what a pain yeah. so it's a really good message you're pushing yeah, and forward I, And I think,
0: I think people don't realize it though they, what because i i guess i've had to get rich to realize how right. unimportant money well, is.
2: well let's move on to that then so how did you grow your wealth
0: my story is so simple. I focused, I focused on doing something I love every day and anything I didn't love, I outsourced to someone else who would love what I didn't like doing. I've just focused. I built a company called Fluid and I sold it to Cooper for more money than I'll ever need. And after that, you know, I just then decided to retire for a bit and then realised I've still got something to bring to if society. If you keep
2: giving it away though, you might need a bit more.
0: There is a chance <laughs> I could go broke and I've actually had this chat with my five-year-old son. Oh dear. I told him, I will not leave him any money. i tried to make him understand money. Mm. I'm not leaving him any of my wealth because I don't think it will do him any good. What I'm going to do instead, and I promised him this, I'll give him my knowledge and I'll lead from the front because kids don't do what you say. They do what you do. Mm-hmm. So my idea is to spend all my money in my lifetime. And I might well go broke. I might well be coming on your podcast looking for a job. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I just don't care about money. And I think the world has got too fixated on money. And if we can start like, helping each other, acting tribal, supporting each other, we can make a difference. But if we hold on to what we've got all for ourselves, I think we're in trouble. So do you
1: want to make a profit out of this business eventually so it can be self-sustaining or is it more of a
0: a give mission where you give your personal money away? So I'm a business person. Mm. I come from a capitalistic mindset. Mm. I built my wealth building businesses Mm. that were profitable. And I had a long debate with myself about when I started this platform, should it be a for-profit? Should it be a charity enterprise? And I've developed a new model in my own head that doesn't exist. And I'm calling it the zero game. So my idea Mm. is that... If you go in the charity angle, the problem is, and I've got a friend who started a charity re- recently, he can't pay himself well. Mm. You can go work in a big bank and pay mm. yourself a fortune and do evil things and no one's going to care. It's fine. You make lots of money good for you. You go do something good, like he, in his case, is also helping the homeless. Mm. He almost gets slated if he pays himself well. Yeah, you're, you're held to that higher standard, yeah, aren't you? Which mm, is yeah. a big societal mm. problem because I would rather people that were doing good got really well paid and those that are doing bad got a lot, lot less than someone doing good. Mm. So we have to change the societal mindset a little bit around this in my, mm. my, point, my point of view. But my, my feeling on, on my model is I want to make an incredibly profitable business where the money goes back into the system to help people. So it's self-sustaining. I don't want to be asking people for money. I don't want to be begging. I don't want when there's a next recession for suddenly all my funding to dry up because all the mm-hmm. government grants are gone. I want it to be profitable, and I want. So it- how do you make that
2: self-sustaining? Sorry to stop you there. No, that's, sure. Obviously, if you're giving it out, right. you need it to be coming in. So how are you going to get that? Or to is come it already in? self-sustaining?
0: It's already profitable. Yeah, that's and good. And I think, um, I guess, like the Mr. Beast model. Mm. It's, I, I'm running a very similar model. Mr. Beast does something brand and that creates views on youtube which creates Mm. income and of course sponsors Mm. want to sponsor what we're doing i haven't spoken to a brand in the last three months that doesn't want to back what we're doing they all want to get involved and give back and Mm. so that makes money but that money that we make we give away so it's self-fulfilling and we don't have to rely on as i say government grants or or charity however i will just say i've been a little bit blown away about the amount of people that have wanted to give us money. Mm. So on TikTok, and this actually kind of blew my mind, I went on a TikTok live one day, and I do TikTok lives pretty much every day, mm. and I was mentoring someone for free, because that's what I promised, to help people for free. And then at the end of the live, um, I closed the live, and for those that don't know TikTok, it has a little summary screen mm. of what's just happened. And on that live, I made 150 US mm. dollars. And I was like, wow, because I'm supposed to be helping people for mm. free. This, how come I've made money? suddenly on this new life function that tiktok have created where people can gift you so clearly a lot of people got value from that moment yeah. and then i decided to give it away and that's how the give without take movement started mm. i was like well i'm going to give this 150 dollars away and initially i gave it to someone in a supermarket and didn't film it mm. and i thought damn i should have filmed that that story was inspirational that person well, that's the thing
1: me. youtube is and, and tiktok and all of the short form platforms long form platforms they're moving towards that viewer satisfaction and actually connecting with a person rather than an algorithm shift yes so what you're doing is really hit the nail on the head. You're connecting with the people and their emotions.
0: And I think that's why it's doing so well. Yeah, I just set up a subscriber function on TikTok. Uh, TikTok just gave me this new function and 220 people subscribed in a day paying 5.99 a month. I feel like I'm a new gym membership <laughs> uh, profile. But it, I also feel like... I don't want to move away from my core philosophy which is I want to help people for free. Mm. So it's kind of an interesting. when you ask about business model I mean you know the definition of a startup I don't know if you mm. guys know but I don't know if your audience know what a definition of a startup is. I've, I've invested in 76 startups so I'm always yeah. like we're, we're coming on to that. Yeah. I, th- I <laughs> think The definition of a startup and I, I, stay, I say is a business in search of revenue that will reoccur. Yeah. So when People like Amazon saying we're gonna act like a startup I'm like no no you can't be a startup by the definition of a startup and so I am I am still however a platform in search of revenue that will reoccur and but I on the books, um, you can go look at my company on Companies House. I put three hundred thousand pounds into this mm. business, and we're now making profit. But it will take quite a while before I'm getting my three hundred thousand yeah. pounds investment back.
1: Have you looked into YouTube Shorts? Are you posting on there as well? Every single day. Yeah, because they've got this new model. They're going to be sharing forty-five percent of the revenue from the ads yes. with the creators, which is something that TikTok doesn't do. They put it all into like a fund and then dish it out depending on uh, who they want to give money to. Yeah. And it's just nowhere near as generous as what YouTube's about to do so that could be a mm, great totally. stream yeah i uh, think tiktok will
0: have to up its game mm. and uh I'm, I'm sure they will but yeah we uh, we just had one short get 3.6 million views wow. uh, and i remember thinking um it's awesome because it's telling someone's story yeah. which is what our platform's all about mm. it's actually beyond just giving people money it's also making those businesses successful from day one mm. by making their brand famous on mm. our platform
2: and you've just gone through a million uh, followers on tiktok yeah so how does that feel for you
0: well it feels like an achievement and, and people always say, well, what's in it for you, Simon? Why are you doing this? And and there is, like I always say to people, it's something, when I retired, I, you know, at 40 years old, was too young to retire, but that was the dream to retire at 40. <laughs> yeah. So I did it. But I, I felt like, you know, I, I want to be useful and I want to be seen. You found a gap yeah. in yeah. your life probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, And I just feel like, most people probably don't realise all they really need is to be useful and to be seen. Mm. And so I didn't need fame. I don't need fame. In fact, I find fame a little bit weird. I walk down the street now and people stop me. It's kind of weird. They say Simon Squibb. Yeah, yeah they oh, do. Oh, you're the business guy. Yeah. Or, or I want to start a business. Give me some money. Yeah, no, I had that too. People pretending they didn't know me as I'm doing a give without take video. Oh, really? and, you know, there's, there's like, maybe it's the Ali G effect. You know, yeah. remember Ali G <laughs> yeah, became yeah, so yeah. famous he couldn't do the, the videos anymore. Mm. But um, So I'm going to recruit a whole army, by the way, of people that do the give without take. I'm hoping all of my 1 million followers, my dream would be this, that every single one of my followers did one kind act for a stranger today. Mm. Imagine the butterfly effect. Yeah, amazing. If everyone did one nice thing for a stranger today, every one of your listeners did one nice thing today for a stranger, a couple of things would happen. First of all, you'd sleep better at night. You did something for someone else. It's actually a big Mm. part of what makes us happy as humans. And then the person who you were kind to, it would wake up that in them that reminds them that actually they should do the same for someone else. So it could literally solve world hunger. It could literally make the world a better place. We don't need politicians to do it. We can do it. In fact, we don't need politicians to We do it. definitely don't. But people put so much power in the hands of politicians to solve our problems and we could solve them ourselves. The democracy, I was sold democracy as a kid as this brilliant thing that was going to, you know, we should all be proud that we're in a democracy. And, and I was. Mm. until I grew up and realised it's, first of all, in England, a parliamentary democracy. Mm. And second is, it doesn't actually give us control to solve the problems. It gives Brussels or Westminster the power. And if mm. they don't solve the problem, the problem goes unsolved. Like homelessness is getting out of control. Mm. It's out of control like it and and the government's doing nothing about it Mm. so we can do something about it the communities that see this every single day in the streets you know i was you know bell size part where where, where i live the houses on the street i live in four or five million pound houses at the end of the street are five people living rough Mm. Mm. you know every single person on that street that i live on can afford to give a room to stay in that won't cost them anything there's always spare Mm. rooms in these houses or a little bit of help Whatever that help is, wherever people want to judge the help might be, but initially food and shelter. Are people afraid of doing that, do you think? Well, again, yeah, I don't want to get into hmm. Andrew Tate territory, but I, I kind of feel like... <laughs> Stick some sunglasses on. Stick some sunglasses yeah, on. on. Comments, start, talking, yeah. start talking about the matrix, but <laughs> the matrix is real. And I, and I think that the problem is... Um, and it's not a conspiracy theory, as, as as some make it out to be, but it, it's all quite functional. It's around money. But the truth is the media does highlight stories that get them clicks. Mm. So when they highlight a story about how someone was nice to someone homeless, they stayed in their house and then they murdered their family. Yeah. Mm. That's the story they run with. But that's mm. not what happens every day. Mm. And I think that's the problem with the media. They they create a narrative around homelessness, which is not True. And I remember myself being homeless and someone mm-hmm. accusing me of being a drug addict. I wasn't a drug addict. I had an argument with my mum and she kicked me out of home, mm. you know? But people walk past me like, probably sniffing glue, that guy. It I probably woke.
1: makes them feel better to think that and then walk past yeah. rather than to actually, you know, think it's, that person is a real point. person. It's or think that that yeah. person needs help. Yeah.
0: Well, it, frankly, the truth is, and I remember when I came into a lot of wealth that I thought, well, why not just give some money to charity, Right. That's actually ticking the box almost like I'll give some money to charity. Mm. And then when people ask me, what did you do with all the money you made? Oh, I I gave some to charity and, you know, and I can put it up, you know, whatever. This is what I've done. Mm. Uh, The harder thing is what I'm actually doing, which Mm. is getting into the streets and trying to solve the problem. Actually helping Andrea is stressful. You know, her life is stressful. (laughs) Dealing with the fallout of negative people who believe she's got accommodation, they're haters. Mm. Stressful. If I'd just given some money to a homeless charity, which I have done, by the way, but if I'd just done that, then Mm. my life would be a lot easier. Mm. But actually getting in there and actually helping people is tough. Mm. It is tough. And, and And I think it's, however, very rewarding. And I would still, I don't want people to get scared off by it because actually when you do it, And you give without take and you don't get stressed that they don't take up the action that you've given them. It's still a good thing to do. But I think it is tough. People walk past people and maybe you're right. Partly the narrative is sold in their head, so they don't have to help. But I do think the media pushes a narrative of like, well, look after yourself. You know, close your door. You're all right, right? You've got enough money to pay your heating. Mm -hmm. So you're all right. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about anybody else. Mm Right, and I think that's the, that's the problem we've got we've got to fight back against that system that's kind of pushing that narrative.
1: I remember when I was younger um, at Easter I got a bunch of Easter eggs and then went around and gave them to the homeless people and had a chat with them mm. and we did make a YouTube video to kind of inspire other people to do the same Right, and I, I got some backlash on that video. Most of the comments were good as, as yours but a few people saying you're exploiting homeless people yes, for views and you know back then I was young I wasn't even thinking about that mm-hmm. but how do you deal with comments that say similar thing
0: I, i'm gonna be honest i have had uh days where i feel sick i can't i can't bear to go on social media i feel upset mm. about it because like you just said that i have n- i never went into this wanting fame or mm. glory or more money mm. i i'm quite happy with my life i got a wife i love i got a five-year-old i adore i got a beautiful life i don't need to be famous mm. i don't need more money so i got into it just to help people but people then and make, and I don't want to make assumptions, but I think people. Pe- and this is quite—I get a bit emotional about this because I'm kind of shocked how people will judge someone doing good, and yet people that are doing bad are almost cheered on. Mm. And 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 I, and I and I and I don't know how to help people see that we need to change this, otherwise society will crumble. But like a friend of mine. I mentioned a moment ago, so I hope I'm not repeating myself. He quit a really well paying job at a very famous bank where he was earning two and a half million pounds a year mm. and started a homeless shelter. And he started his homeless, he gets so much hate for paying himself that he sometimes thinks about going back to banking. Mm. And, and and I and I and I found the same with myself. I've got a lot of millionaire friends. I've worked hard my whole life, worked with a lot of business owners through my career. Mm. I know a lot of wealthy people. They're scared to get into the arena and help society because let's take someone like John Caldwell who's just on my podcast, a billionaire, sold phones for you. Mm. He started a children's charity. It doesn't matter how much he puts into that charity, it's not enough. Mm. It doesn't matter how much time he puts into it, still not enough.
2: Yeah, you get the comments like, he's still got a helicopter, he's still got a big house. Exactly. Well, he has, but he's making a difference.
0: Right, but I feel like a lot of people don't realise that they're not getting the help they need because people are judging those that are helping. Yeah. And so um, I had to ride through the pain and I've built a little bit of thicker skin Mm. because I sleep well at night because I know what I'm doing is helping people it's not only helping andrea mm. telling her story i can't tell you how many ex-convicts and homeless folks now connect with us and have hope that maybe they're going to get some help from community that people have copied what we're doing and helped to homeless and mm. helped ex-convicts you know and on top of that the community itself want to help people actually want to help mm. people are actually kind but they need to be reminded to be kind yeah and they need an opportunity to be kind mm. and so i feel like you know to your point there what you said you know mm. I don't know if it stopped you doing it, but it has almost stopped me doing it because I don't want people to hate me. No one wants to be hated. No one. Yeah, and well, so-
1: I, I certainly didn't film it anymore. I, you know, if I see a homeless person, I quite often give them some money, but I wouldn't make a YouTube video out of it. Uh, it's a shame because it came from a good place yeah. and I see that it comes from a good place of view as well. And yeah, so I'm not going to stop filming it. Yeah. I'm
0: not going to stop filming it. A lot of people have said to me this this line I really, really hate, mm. which is you shouldn't film it. If mm. it's charity, you should just do it. And my point is, the existing system is it's broken. I was going to swear mm. there, but I know YouTube doesn't <laughs> like it. We've syst- got a bleeper. No, bleeper we we right? can get away with <laughs> it on here. Yeah. The system is broken. Yeah. It's not working the way things mm. are. Mm. And so I don't understand why we're not using technology to solve these problems. And if I hadn't filmed... Andrea or Charlie or Jeremiah or Mm. David any Mm. of the people that were presently helping there's a couple of things that wouldn't have happened first of all there'd be less awareness about what's actually happening in ex-convict world Mm. and ex-homeless world people wouldn't know what's actually happening and two, the communities wouldn't be able to come together and help so it's not just me helping these people Mm. What's really exciting is it's a community of people helping. Mm. We used to have neighbourhoods where we helped each other. We've now all closed and locked our doors. We don't talk to each other. So this social media platform system is the way for us to come together Mm. and solve problems.
1: Yeah, And the only people that aren't helping are the haters. They just sit behind their keyboards.
0: some Some of them have been programmed by their upbringing Uh, And I think they're genuinely good people that have got a little bit lost that believe it's bad to film helping someone. But my point is that actually, let's try something new. Mm. Let's use social media for social good. Mm. Why not? So have you replied back to
2: them? What have you done for someone kind today?
0: So I try not to be that aggressive. It comes (laughs) into my mind to say that. Mm. Um, But sometimes I do look at the profiles of the people saying it and I see them as undecided voters. And this has happened quite a lot, actually. So a lot of the time people will come on and they'll make a judgment. He's just doing it for himself. He's just doing it for himself. And I'm just patient because delivery of the promise of helping people is what matters. Mm. And if I see people like Andrea and David and Jeremiah and Charlie, and all these people do well in life. That's all I need. Mm. I sleep well at night. I know I'm doing good. But some of those people, what's been really exciting is some of those people have become my biggest supporters. Mm. So they start off skeptical. But then they watch and they're patient and you're patient with them and they have a turnaround. That actually is one of the most satisfying feelings. Mm. Every so often, I do just press the block button because there (laughs) are some people that just want to see the world burn. Some
1: people are just trolls as well. They don't believe what they're saying. They just say it to get a reaction because they feel sad themselves.
0: And sometimes they've got a bad life going on Mm. behind the scenes. They're having a hard time. No one's helped Mm. them um you know the messages i hate the most is someone i reached out to you and you didn't get back to me you know that actually keeps me up at night i hate yeah. the idea that there's people that actually need help and we can't help mm. i'm but trying just to, to put that
2: into them. perspective as well is the number of people that are asking you for help trying to reply to everything is very hard
0: yeah oh well the last video had over ten thousand comments i personally replied to them all i can't delegate it to my team i've got an awesome team behind mm. me on this but they're not going to know how to speak like me Most people are expecting a reply from me. So I do try to reply. But building out systems is something I'm working on every day Mm. where it isn't just me helping. Back to the point how social media can be social good because the community Mm. can help these people. So I've got a Discord channel. I know you guys do too. And in this Discord channel, people can join if they're legitimate people that want help. They're not scammers or or, or trying to trick people or or, or bad. Mm. They can go into this Discord community and get advice that's often better than mine. And so suddenly on that discord channel, we've got 2000 plus entrepreneurs Mm. that can help people start businesses. So that means it's not just about me long-term. It is about the community helping each other, which is my dream. I'm not scalable. I only have so many hours in a day, which is again, why I feel like recording. It's very important Mm. because a lot of the messages in some of our content is also teaching people how to do business. So people can watch it as entertainment. Mm. They can watch our content to learn business by accident. And it's also giving people hope. If someone homeless can start a business your listeners definitely can Mm.
1: and do you believe everyone should start a business though Uh, and everyone can you know do they have that ability or are they
0: born with it 100% we're born with nothing right now we have a genetic tendency towards certain things and then nurture nature kicks in so whatever like my son is already an entrepreneur because i every single day talk to him about entrepreneurship we pretend he's got a shop and i negotiate with products with him you know every single day Mm. so i think of course nurture plays a big role i think what happens did you give him start up money though uh have i given him a start not yet not yet not yet he uh he he manages to get a lot of things out of me though probably get investment in his business later um he's pretty smart but um but I do think anyone can be an entrepreneur. And it's a very unpopular opinion. I've actually been really hated for saying this, which is kind of shocking to me again, like where mm. the hate comes from. You help a homeless person, well, give him some hate. You help an ex-convict, well, let's give him some hate. Mm. Anyone can do anything they want, well, let's give him some hate. You know, mm. like I don't really understand it. But the truth is um, people can. And the problem is that uh, the older you get, sometimes the more stayed in your ways you get. And uh, a lot of people will say to me, oh, you're a TikTok and you're, you're in your 40s, you're on TikTok. Well, I'm, I'm trying to stay the same as you, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're I got hit a but lot. We, but we learn by yep. being on these platforms. And, and by having young sons exactly. as well. Exactly. And I've got a lot of young colleagues too, yep. you know. But I think that keeps us um, nimble. I guess what I'm saying is I think that anyone can be an entrepreneur, but you kind of have to believe in yourself. And ironically, a lot of people don't. And I blame the education system as well. I mm. think The education system teaches people that the safe thing to do is get a job. And that's not true. The safe thing is not to get a job because if you're in control of your own income, then you fire you. If someone after working for them for five years decides just to let you go, that's it. You don't own equity in the company, you're stuffed. It's safer to work for yourself. It's harder at the beginning, but it gets easier over time. Is it safe
2: to say to someone that they can make their dreams come true?
0: It's 100%. That's my whole thing. You can make your dreams come true. You absolutely can. It's not a cheesy line. Mm. Now, like anything, if you want to be a marathon runner, you also have to check yourself and say, well, you know one why do i want to do the marathon Mm, sometimes the purpose is very important yeah and two well does it matter if i do the marathon in three days or i've got to do it like everybody else in five hours or whatever you know i think setting your own personal goals is important then you can run a marathon i don't care who you are you probably could right it's about setting personal goals and having a purpose but people don't know what their purpose is because it wasn't asked at school Mm. no one ever said what do you want to do they say people in school the the framing is this they say what would you like to do when you grow up yeah it's the wrong question the question should be what problem would you like to solve If people were framed in that way, their life, future life, then they'd be able to think about problems they care about and then reverse engineer what they do, as opposed to being saying, right, you're going to be a doctor, right, great. Well, this is what you need to do to become a doctor. Okay, but why? It's a big problem, Uh, and I'm going to do a big drive next year to try and fix the education system. I'm going to go to schools. I'm going to do a Jamie Oliver-style thing uh, that he did around food, but in schools around business, financial literacy, so maybe we can team Mm. up on that.
1: But first, we'd like to say thank you to our sponsor, Public.com. Dad, a hundred years ago when you started investing, what steps did you take to become a better investor? Well, I used to take tips from the local meat market. If only you had public.com back then. Public is an investing platform that not only gives you the information and tools you need to make smarter investments, they also have a built-in optional social feature filled with analysts and notable investors to share their thoughts and help you be a better investor. Well, that sounds good, but I'm more into index funds than individual stocks. Oh, I thought you might say that. Well, Public offer ETS, which is like a bundle of different stocks put together that can help you diversify your investments during economic downturns. And coming soon, Public will have art, collectibles, and more. Wow, surely it doesn't get any better than that. Well, you're in for some luck, old man. (laughs) Steady son The best part is They've got zero dollar fees On standard stock trades And you can get a free stock Worth between three And a thousand dollars When you invest With the link In the description below Wow that's brilliant Back to the podcast Do you think like A world where everyone Starts their own business Is a place you'd like to live oh, I
0: can't wait for that day
1: Really <laughs> I absolutely can't wait Because who's going to Serve us in shops This is one of the biggest Negative comments I get bobs, in, yeah. in,
0: if, if everyone works for themselves Yeah Who's going to do All the shit jobs Yeah Yeah that's the question. I think it's are really a fair sp- question. To be, yeah. yeah and, and the truth is, I don't want... Imagine if Elon Musk tomorrow, and he's almost done this, but Elon Musk tomorrow created a human being. Four billion pounds he's spent on creating a human being. Yeah. It can think for itself. Yeah. It's incredible. It grows mm. and it can adapt. Mm. Oh, my God. The that's amazing. The best invention ever, yeah. Best invention ever. But it will be news headlines everywhere, mm. right? 1 week later he's holding up a sign that says McDonald's this way. Mm. Mm. Human beings are so incredible. We are underutilizing ourselves. We're not meant to be holding up a McDonald's sign.
1: So who's going to take those jobs? Is it going to be automation? Is that where you see a, the future? A robot. And then mm-hmm. what happens when the robot wants to have um, their own independence?
0: <laughs> we'll cross GP that up. bridge yeah. when we come to it. But I I I really I'm really kind of mind blown that people worry about that problem you know i love history Mm. and if you look at history it'll always tell you the future Mm. one interesting part of history that people might not know or remember even for those that have older listeners but after the second world war there was a political party that launched and its whole political manifesto was about how every single woman should go back to the kitchen after the war and their argument was well if women stay in the workforce then there's no jobs for men Mm. Right, mm. of course, history's proven that's absolute rubbish. But there was a lot of support for this political party at the time. I don't even want to say the name because I don't mm. want to give it a chance mm. to resurge back into society. But, but there was a whole movement trying to stop women going, uh, staying in work after the Second World War because, of course, men went to war mm. and women came into the workforce and basically saved the nation. Mm. Did, right? a so job, did a great job. Did a great job. We wouldn't be here today without without women working. Right. Absolutely. But 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 there was a huge political belief. And an economic belief that if women took all the men's jobs, there was no jobs left. So it's the same argument today, right? Robots can take away all the shit jobs. Why wouldn't we want that? And in fact, what I found investing in companies all over the world is that in countries where there's no infrastructure like Africa, things like fintech banking does really well. Because the old infrastructure isn't holding back the new innovation. A lot of the time, Western modern societies aren't innovating quick enough because old infrastructure is holding yeah. things back, right? The old systems, the old banks are fighting back, making sure that crypto doesn't work. Yeah. They have to, because otherwise a decentralized bank, everyone's they're, they're finished, aren't they? Exactly. They're screwed. So they hold on for dear life. And ironically, then they, they create a system that you know basically means that people end up um, getting brainwashed thinking that hey better to have the old infrastructure than the new and that's mm. not true so my point is that it's not so much that I think everyone will become an entrepreneur mm. this is probably the most important piece mm. that I want people to they, take up they of. can they can yeah. I want people to have what I call informed consent mm. when you leave school or you leave university, I want people to know they've got the option. Mm. I want them to have the tools that the elite have.
1: That is true though, because when you're at school, it's either learn a trade or go to university. Right. They don't give you that third option of starting a business. Or if they do, it's, it's more whispers. It's not an actual path you can follow. Why? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like, I think yeah, anyone can, but I don't think everyone wants to. And I think that, and
2: because school was set up by Rockefeller, and Rockefeller right. wanted yeah. workers, yeah. and it hasn't changed since the day that was started. Same
0: for Henry Ford. Yep. Yeah. You know, quoted as saying, "I don't. I want mm. people to be able to buy my car." Yep. That worked for me. That's why he paid them more, not yep. because he was kind, because he wanted people to be able to afford a car, and he mm. wants them to go on holiday twice a year and then wants them to come back to the factory and fit the tires. Yep. Mm. So the system hasn't changed. And, and people listening might think, oh, it sounds like conspiracy theory. It's not conspiracy theory. It's economics, yep. right? Because actually the people with the power don't want everyone to be entrepreneurial. Mm. That's why they don't let the school system teach it. That's the only explanation. Mm. And the truth is, I want people to have choice. That's it. Not everyone will want to do it, but Mm. even those that don't want to do it, it'll be because they don't know what it feels like to be an entrepreneur. Mm.
2: And you don't want to knock a nine to five, do you? Because at the end of the day, a nine to five is what some people want. They want that security as they see it um, and going out on their own is frightening, as we've mentioned before. Mm. So it isn't for
0: everyone. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to, because I think it is for everyone. I think the truth is that those that are scared just haven't been given the confidence to go through the pain barrier <laughs> it's like saying oh going to the gym isn't for everyone true some people won't be won't go some people are lazy some people can't afford to go but i'm saying everyone probably should exercise right everyone yeah. should exercise it, once you exercise you know the endorphins that can give you mm. And you not know,
1: everyone should be like an olympic athlete of course maybe, not. because they don't want to go yeah. to that level and
0: some people yeah. don't want to work so maybe hard, some like people
1: Musk. could start a side hustle exactly. and that's as far as they go. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: I think I think entrepreneurship, and of course it's a new word anyway, mm. entrepreneurship, but mm. being your own boss, to me, is just freedom. Mm. Freedom to decide how hard you work. Freedom to decide what your destination is. Mm. The biggest thing for me is giving people the ability to choose their own destination. Right? And I, I just don't see anyone else... Really peddling this mm. narrative, and I don't know why, but I just I think it's an unpopular opinion because a lot of people I have nothing to lose. Kind of with this Andrew Tate line again. <laughs> he uh, he came. I was before him, and I'll probably be after him. Uh, but I I've said a lot of stuff that Andrew Tate said in the past. Uh, uh, he gets I, mentioned in every podcast. He does. He does. He does. He does. And we try we're, not because, to mention no, uh, Andrew Tate. Yeah, we don't we don't want to get it. Uh, I think at some point we're gonna get him sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. we'll Well, I I have a lot of issues with some of the things that Andrew Tate says, uh, as we all do. But there are some things in his narrative that I think are true. And I feel like people aren't seeing that a lot of the existing systems in place are trapping them. Mm -hmm. And their own fear is just an invention. I don't like taking things down the conspiracy theory route. I like looking at things practically, economically. So Andrew Tate lately i like more than ever because he's fighting the system that's trying to block him i don't Mm. think that's right but i don't like the conspiracy theory angle i think it's much better to look at things practically and say look why does cnn put out the content that it puts out why is it framed in the way that it's framed why is it generally quite positive about corporate america why Mm. because it's paid by corporate america so all you need to do to track anyone's motivations is look back at the source of their income right so right now people who are very rich on this planet make a lot of money from other people who are working for them so why would they push a narrative that everyone should work for themselves of course they're Mm. not going to do that Mm. right so it's just very practical and I I wish that was less anarchy from Andrew Tate which is Mm. what it's becoming at the moment Let's, let's, let's destroy the world and more like well you know what Let's make the world a better place by being kind to each other.
2: Do you think the working from home regime that's sort of started, um, do you think the that. The great resignation. Yeah, the great yeah, resignation right. will actually um, empower people because they're already working from home, that they can certainly bolt on a side hustle. Maybe that'll take some of the being afraid of being in business. Yeah. I, 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 want,
0: I want to take total credit for the Great Resignation. I, I feel like <laughs> it's all Simon's. <science> <laughs> it's all it's all the purposeful project. I, I I you know I do think it's interesting butterfly effect of, of of selling a narrative that people should work for themselves. How it does actually filter into the system over time, and of course my big enemy is the existing education system that trains people to think mm. that they should get. Uh, a university debt and come out the other end and get a job to pay that debt off and then a mortgage and then die at 65 in the house that they own. Mm. You know, like that, I'm fighting that narrative. But.
2: Well, what is your thoughts on university?
0: So, okay, so I, I'm a bit controversial around this. I, I think generally university is a big waste of time. Now there'll be STEM related education requirements. For yeah. the next 10 years, that's going to be true. But I've seen technology that will replace a doctor. You, A doctor gets it wrong seven Times out of 50, what's wrong with someone? Seven times out of fifty. A machine, AI-driven machine, gets it wrong. This one machine I've seen recently, mm. 0.00001% of the but time. can it
1: read emotion and the person? For, for, yet for, Or is it just a diagnosis? <laughs> well it doesn't talk? matter if it's not making mistakes. No, but so it, it depends what it's diagnosing,
0: Wait, doesn't well, it? Well, emotion sometimes uh cloudy the issue. Mm. Right. Right? So So I I use the analogy to make people see this is true. Mm. This is possible and this is going to... I've seen the technology. This is definitely going to happen. If you're going into university right now to become a doctor, I want to warn you, when you come out the other end, what you might actually be is an engineer for a machine that's a doctor right the uh and saying with anyone that's a lorry driver right now mm-hmm. people aren't talking about this i've got a car that drives itself right now mm-hmm. 10 years from now every single lorry driver is going to be replaced by a that's driver. something
1: i will with you on totally i can yeah. see that so, happening.
0: so, uh, so i don't I, I, I don't want to i'm a futurist i know mm-hmm. these things are going to happen mm-hmm. i work towards these things mm-hmm. i've built businesses on mm-hmm. these beliefs and so i know these things are going to happen but when it comes to um i guess uh things like university the problem is That the university system is really educating people for what's happened in the past. It's Mm. not really giving people the tools for the future. So, for example, I was just talking to someone who's been four years in a marketing degree, four years, Hmm. £50,000 worth of debt, four years of their life. And I asked them, So, what do you know about TikTok? How do you make money on TikTok? didn't cover that no idea <laughs> I don't like TikTok is actually what they said I don't yeah. like TikTok and that's Isn't so it- like
1: two years ago yeah. so that's yeah. how far behind they are this like is the textbooks are printed and they're out of date already
0: that's what I'm saying and so I and I think you know f- for sure Any the problem is there's no alternative for people mm. so what happens and recently I spoke to a uh, uh, government about this actually Um, i was going to name drop then but i don't know if i'll get into trouble but um (laughs) but i think we need to give people an alternative to university because what's actually happening is a lot of people don't know what to do next
2: yes right so
0: so sometimes it's not some people know what they want to do they want to be a doctor great they go to university because you have to yeah i mean elon musk famously famously said i couldn't tesla wouldn't get a job at tesla Mm. and he's going to fix that because that's not right tesla Mm. wouldn't get a job at tesla because tesla didn't have a degree yeah right so that needs to change all big leaders Smart leaders know that. Mm. But the problem is that the university system is the only gap. If people want to get out of the home, they want to move out of home and they don't know what to do next, university is almost the trap.
1: Like, exactly. we're going to give you all this free money to have fun mm. and just work out what you want to do. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> makes, makes sense. And parental
2: pressure as well yeah. because they want to say, my son went, went to Oxford to, exactly, or yes. whatever it happens to be. I feel that of the people that go to university, 10% of them at least, if not more, shouldn't go. And they can be the self-employed business leaders straight away. Right. Straight away. They yeah. don't need to go there for four years. And they're coming out of other side going well i've got a degree now i've got to go and work for someone because i've got this degree that gets me through the door well you didn't need that degree four years ago you could have started up and you'll be well on your way now and that 50 grand that you're in debt for would have been a
0: nice lot of money to get you started Totally. Mm. and those four years are so crucial if i think Mm. about the reason i'm successful today is because i started young yeah right and i think same for me like i just got into business you Mm. just did it Mm. and it's not It's not that it's easy, but working for someone else is not easy. No. I want people who are listening to realise they can be free, Mm. to break through the fear and not be trained by the system to think and that system makes it sound like a conspiracy theory and again i want to remove i want to move away from conspiracy theories and just look at the economics university is a business massive business huge money involved the people that run that business are also very powerful and i don't again it's not conspiracy but they literally talk to government and make legislation happen i've yeah. seen it i've been in a room where i've seen it happen they make they make it mandatory that you have to stay in school to a certain age, Mm -hmm. right? And we know for a fact, and I'm one of these people, I shouldn't have been in school. Shame here. Right, same. So I want people who are listening to realise that I don't care who you are, you can be your own boss. And if you think you can't, then you've been programmed by the system to Mm. think that. Now, if you have an informed decision, if you know how to start a business and you know what it's all about and you decide then to get a job, great. I'm happy for you. I don't want people to not realise they've not given themselves that choice. And university, when you ask me that question, I get very emotional about it because I see way too many young people losing their life. And what happens is they come out the other end with that debt, with that brainwashing, this program. And a bit of paper. And a bit of paper. And they basically get that nine to five job that you're talking mm. about. And then what happens, and this is not you know conspiracy theory, it's what, just what happens. They get a mortgage, they get into debt, to try and lift their life spirits up. Mm. And then they're trapped in that job. And they make themselves like it. And that's not what I want for people. And I feel lucky that didn't happen to me through misery and pain I had when mm. I was young. I ha- That didn't happen to me. And I just want everybody else to see at least that it's possible if they want mm. to start a business of their own. I yeah. know so many people that are obsessed with property as a business. It's not a business. That is not a business.
1: So why do you think property is not a business? Okay, so... Or shouldn't be a business. Yeah. Well,
0: okay... Let, let me, let me contextualise it. Is it a moral it. moral? No, it's, it, well, there's a, there is a moral side, <laughs> but I think, I think you need to put an economic element to mm. it to give people something to hold on to because I don't want to judge people's moral code. Mm. Quickly on moral code before I go on to the economics of why property isn't a business, but on the moral code side, monopoly was invented to highlight the problem when you connect uh, economics and capitalism with property. Right, The idea of Monopoly originally designed to show if everybody buys property, eventually there's one winner, right? One winner. Mm. Probably someone's name we can't say mm. on this podcast, but mm. one winner, right? And they will own everything at the end of the game. If you don't make property a capitalistic venture, then people can live together in a community and everyone has a place to live. It sounds like utopia, doesn't it? It used yeah. to happen. We used to live in caves and fields. There was no homelessness. We've created it.
1: Mm. It's
0: been invented by the banks and the property system. Right? Banks said, how can we lend people a lot of money? Mm. Mortgages. Mm. Then people bought a house and they closed their door and they shut off their neighbor. And we don't communicate. We don't care what's happening to our neighbor. They can't make ends meet their problem. And the property market has done that. Now, I am a capitalist by nature. So I'm not a socialist, but I do see how something should not be put within the capitalistic system. Water should be a natural resource available to every human on this planet. Electricity and power Mm. at this day and age should be free for anybody that needs it. Accommodation. No one should be on the streets. You know, there's nurses right now. I saw this morning in the news going to food banks. One third of nurses having to go to food banks can't pay their rent. That's got to sit uncomfortably with anyone, hasn't it? Do you want to go to the emergency ward tonight and have someone save your life Mm. who's malnutritioned and didn't get a good night's sleep and worries about their kids having a roof over their head next week, right? That's what we're doing when we make property a business. Mm. Let's put the moral side of it to one side and just talk about the economics of it, right? There's plenty of people that sell courses around this and some of them are actually friends, so I'm sorry if I'm going to offend them, but... (laughs) But I've told them myself directly. And I sometimes think you need to work within the system to try and fix it. So I have told them my beliefs on this. But the problem is, economically, as a business, the property business is bullshit. Okay? And, And this is the economics of it. When I was 20, I started a business called Coaster Ads. And I took the savings that I had and gave myself enough money to live to then put time into that business. I put zero money into that business. And in nine months, it made two million pounds profit. Wow! Now, if I'd done what everybody in the internet tells me to do at that time as well as now, mm. take that bit of money you've got, Simon, and put a little deposit on a house and then maintain that house and get a little bit of rent. Back mm. then, I was getting 6%. I would have got 6%, 7%. Now you're lucky, You know, depending on where you're buying. But in London, let's say mm. 3%, right? That's what I was sold as a narrative. Now, if I'd done that, I wouldn't have started that business. Mm. I wouldn't have been able to. I would have had to get some sort of other income job or hope that that person pays more rent. It doesn't work. People suck up their brain and resources. And I don't understand why so many smart people are wasting so much energy on the property business. That is a basic necessity of life. It shouldn't be played around with in this way. And it creates a distorted economic situation for people who can't then afford to live and buy a house and have somewhere to stay. You know, so for me we trying to keep the, the moral side aside and focused on the economics. People should invest in things that they can have a control over, right? If our prime minister, whoever it is when this podcast goes out, it's probably changed again. by the time <laughs> It's the got the a revolving out.
2: door going on at number 10. If
0: that person says something stupid and the pound crashes again, mm-hmm. inflation hits property market crashes you have no control over what happens to the property market and here's why i think no one should work in property and everyone should start their own business you want to work on something you can have control over if you build a business as you have done as you have done what you put in you get back you can control the narrative Mm. if i buy a load of properties which of course i thought about doing at points in my life right easy life then I'd just be subject to someone else's whims. Whatever the treasury does or whatever the prime minister does, they control my destiny. And that's exactly the opposite to what I want for people, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not a particularly interesting business. Buy a house, put a new kitchen in, change the keys, give it to someone. Who can't do that shit? Mm. So do you think it
1: should be state owned or do you think less people should be going into the property business? Because otherwise, if we don't make some kind of a law, then people yeah. will be buying houses. And so, likewise,
2: when you were starting your coaster business, you had to live somewhere. So someone had to own that building to be able to rent your room. Yes, yes.
0: Mm. So um, you're asking me to come up with an economic policy. <laughs> on the around, spot, Right on the spot. Around and we're sending this to Parliament. Yeah. Um, I think at points in history, we've actually got it right. Yeah, And... Um, Well, again, I know this podcast goes all over the world, so I don't want to talk about just the UK. But, you know, at one point in history in the UK, we had a good mix of private housing and social housing.
2: Also, likewise, when they build a new hospital, they should have to build a nurse's wing because that's how it always used to be. And also in China, where I go and get a lot of goods manufactured... Every single factory I work with has accommodation for their staff. So those that want the accommodation, okay, it might not be Buckingham Palace, but they have accommodation, they have kitchen facilities, shower facilities and everything, and they can stay there. And I think that's the thing personally that's lacking. Now, we used to have that in the UK. I visited uh, Bourneville, Cadbury's, and that whole of the Bourneville area was built for the workers so they had good accommodation, and I think
0: that should come back. I'd love to hear from the community what they think there listening but I, I really think that there is a need to readjust the housing system because again if you just want to be selfish about it just be selfish about it forget the moral code side you know you you might have to go to the emergency room tonight and the person who's going to save your life isn't looked after it isn't right Mm. and so uh and i do i do worry when i see these property courses peddled around that a lot of people that could go on to do something really meaningful and important will get distracted by changing keys on a door of a house and renting out to someone for more money than they can afford mm. you know and and, and and don't get me wrong i'm a capitalist i um but i think there's something really quite powerful when just renting uh, when i was young couch surfing mm. i saw the world couch surfing i kind of think that these things have got lost in this narrative that oh, oh, oh you're 18 you can get a mortgage now. Mm. Like, why is this? The, why is the first experience young people have today with money a debt-related experience? Mm. Nearly every single young person.
2: Because they're not taught young enough what good debt is
0: and bad debt is and what it's all about and how to control their finances. Clever marketing people have sold people a narrative that makes them think, for example, debt's good. An example of this, I was looking at history of when the credit card was created. Mm. They had a debate about what to call the credit card. And there was the discussion that, what well, actually it is. It's a debt card. Mm. They did research that no one would want a debt card. No one would take it up because mm. no one wants debt. Everyone knows debt is bad. I think if you use
1: these things wisely, though, they can be your best friend. But if you go to the extreme and
0: use them to buy liabilities, that's where the issue is. For me personally, anyway. I think there's a nuance to it, which yeah. is, you know, there was a survey done on all these people in their old age, you know, how have you managed to live mm. so long? and and basically most of them said well i, I just live within my means mm. you know I, and and that lack of stress in their life like my father really leveraged good debt mm. and he, he owned a lot of houses mm. and it killed him he had a heart attack managing it all good debt this narrative that we all talk about you know the good was that debt because versus of the bad stress
1: debt. it was putting because on him because it's good
0: debt still a lot of stress to manage yeah. and people mm. that have all these houses i know a lot of these people i know someone owns a thousand houses mm. they're not a relaxed happy individual mm. you know they've got a lot of good debt and on paper, they're rich, but they're not having a good life managing mm. all these properties. And, you know, the panicking now that the tenants will lose their jobs and, you know, will, mm. will lose their income streams or whatever and won't be able to pay the rent. You know, at the end of the day, I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to leverage this tool. Now, if you can control it and mm. you can manage it, I definitely see the point you're making. And I also have in my life since moving back to the UK had to use a credit card to get a credit rating so that BT yeah. will give me a hardwire line. Mm. Ridiculous. The system it Those, rewards
1: people that borrow,
0: which doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't mm. make sense. But we we have to remember the mm. credit rating companies mm. are just that. They're businesses. These are not institutions designed to help us, mm. they're institutions designed to manage us. Credit rating companies are privately owned mm. and they link to financial institutions that are trying to decide how to get people into debt so they can make money from them, make them batteries for the system. It's not a conspiracy theory. That's the just, matrix. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's basically <laughs> it's basically mathematics. Mm. That is what's happening. So can we
1: move on to your billion dollar company? Because last time you came on, it was like the main focus of what we talked about.
0: So how's that going at the moment? So, if you ask me, yeah. uh, we're already worth a billion dollars, yeah. and I think that um, it's interesting. Mr. Beast recently yeah. uh, got offered a couple of billion for his mm. platform, and people are like, "Well, how come a YouTuber's company be worth this much?" Because people don't have got festivals
1: them. and uh, Mr. Beast Burger as well, isn't yes. it? So he's got brands that branch off, and uh, I can see why. it's worth And they're that starting much. to call him Mr. Disney, aren't they?
2: Because oh, they he's is. the
0: latest. Yeah. I haven't heard and that. You better be careful; We'll get trademarked. <laughs> the mouse will come after him. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I think well i'm building a billion dollar platform and but my idea is to ultimately build a new type of bank and so you know i don't i want to do everything banks don't do mm. so i i'm building something called eventually called the metaverse bank and the idea is that i want to do everything except touch money i want money to be decentralized i don't want to touch anybody's money but i want to help them with everything else so i want to help them start a business i want to help them make that business work i want so for example Davide who's got a dream to open a restaurant one of our yeah. recent videos we tell his dream we put it online 32 million people now know his brand name we've had the trademark it to help mm. him protect his name mm. his brand name is famous if I was a small business bank I've just helped one of my customers. Hmm. Right. And so that's your bank with a a marketing department as well. Well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a marketing department that, that sees itself as a competitor to the banks.
1: Yes. Okay. So, um,
0: and ironically, I'm, I'm, you know, banks are listening. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to work with them, but Hmm. I I believe the future is decentralized and I'm Hmm. not sure they can do it. So I already think we're a billion dollar platform, but I would. Um, and, um, I recently had someone offer to invest in the business that, that values it at two hundred million. Really, but I I do believe with all my heart that um, a bit like Mr. Beast, I'm building something that's going to make the world a better place. I, I won't sell it right now. Mm. Um, if in the future someone wants to buy it and make what I'm trying to do which is help people for free learn business and they could do it better than me if Spotify want to help me do it better than me or if Google want to help do it better than me I'm up for that but I will never sell this platform for the money alone um, mm. and and the most important thing for me is that we deliver on this promise of helping people do what they want to do in life helping people live their dream when I sold my company um, I had the initial euphoria of mm. all the money dropping in the account Then I was lost I, mm.
2: I was lost. Well, this is like the Olympian effect, isn't it? Once you've
0: achieved that gold medal at the Olympics, it's like, mm. now is what? that it? Yeah.
2: Now what? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that's right. And I think um, I was watching a political program recently about how politicians can't give up power. Same problem. Mm. They get so much power, so much attention. It's very hard to give it up. However, there is something really powerful as well, though, in giving up all the power. Like I, um, when I sold my company and gave up all the power... Initially, yeah, I had some sort of depression, Mm. but from it, from the ashes, I guess, came also freedom, Mm. that no one thing defines me. Even your own business doesn't Mm. define me. I was Simon Mm. who owned Fluid Mm. for 15 years. Anyone you ask about me in Asia, Hong Kong, that Simon Squibb built Fluid, Mm. you know, and to reinvent yourself is also very exciting, very hard, you know, to (laughs) reinvent yourself as a... A, a TikTok uh, businessman, you and know, a YouTuber. especially <laughs> YouTuber, when you're a bit older exactly, as well, yeah. and maybe yeah. you've been stuck
1: in your ways for a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, people What are you trying to say?
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can. I think a lot of listeners will be feeling this themselves. Mm. They're like, Well, I, I'm a lawyer, this is what I do. I'm a lawyer. Mm. If you don't enjoy it anymore, become mm. something else, yeah, exactly. become a florist. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you enjoy it. I think that's the thing that gets lost sometimes. A lot of people I know, that's why I worry about with university again, about going back, but people learn a certain thing. They think they have to be that certain thing. The ones that are free, they make a choice not to be the thing they've learned. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great message. Do you have a, a final thing you want to tell the audience before we wrap up? One thing they should take away from this podcast. If but-
0: you want a happier life, learn to give without any expectation of anything in return. Help a stranger. Mm. It is life-changing. It is life-changing. And I had to get rich to discover this. You don't have to get rich Mm. to discover this joy that you can bring to your life and those that you help. Mm. Just don't have any expectation. It takes a lot of discipline because the system has tried to teach you to have an expectation. Don't. And maybe if you've got a spare room, offer it to a stranger who's sitting in the street today. I know that you think the media has told you that person will kill you. Hopefully not.
1: What a wonderful last message. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure to smash that thumbs up button for the YouTube algorithm and we will see you next Friday with a brand new podcast. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Laters. Bye. Is that we, we, not trademarked? Every time you <laughs> do it, I'm like, there must not- be trademark. <laughs>